Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Friday to everybody out there, all of you listeners. Uh, Hey, look, I'm extremely excited about this episode. Uh, I was going to do more episodes this week. I was planning on doing one just about every single day. But we have been on a roller coaster ride, and I wanted to just ride it out. I wanted to see what the uh, craziness was going to bring us. And what is what's the crazy? What's the roller coaster that's supposed to be like the wildest one? I think it's like the King Ka, K A. I think it's in New Jersey or Kingdra or something. Kingdra's a Pokemon, so I don't even know what I'm talking about there. But there's apparently this wild roller coaster. Um, which is supposed to, like, people have died, it's supposed to induce vomiting, it's some crazy experience, I think it's in New Jersey, and that's basically what this week's been, it's just this crazy insane. We got Putin threatening nukes, we got the stock market jumping 3 4 5%, now it's dropping 2 3%, and we just have a ton, a ton of craziness. So, uh, I wanted to give you guys a summary of the week, my opinions, what's happening, and our outlook again, I've been able to... I follow a couple of what would I say investment gurus. They're not quite Warren Buffett. I'm sorry, I don't I don't have a connection with with our guy Warren, but I have a couple of investment gurus that I am following and I've been reading for almost a decade now and just really keeping track of over like their decision making, their points of views over the like the last 10-15 years and I wanted to give you guys my summary of what they say. Um, moving forward with the stock market, right? And the economy as a whole. And I have some really fun news. Oh, that's right. That's right. Let's do that first. Okay. So normally we have a term of the day, thought for the day. Today we have a person of the day, or actually should I say an investment of the day. So everybody who listens here probably, probably knows who Jim Cramer is. But if you don't, Jim Cramer is, I would like to say my hero, but I don't actually, I'm not actually fond of the guy. I just like what he does. He has a dream job of mine. So uh, Jim Cramer is a, he used to be a hedge fund manager, but now he's just a, uh, almost like the Dr. Phil of uh, CNBC, where he basically, he has a show, it's called Mad Money, and he just picks stocks and gives grades on different companies, IPOs, um, mutual funds, ETFs, gold, basically everything that I do, he does. And he's been doing it for the last 20-ish years, and he does it every day. Now, that's my dream job. I would love to do that. Not that I don't like managing you know, a firm right now. I do. I really like that. Uh, but there's just something fun about waking up and being like, okay, I'm going to evaluate companies today. And a lot of you think that's boring. That's okay. That's why you hire me. Cause I don't think, I don't think it's boring. Okay. I will love doing that job for you, but this is the best part. So Jim is known to be like this ADHD wild character and he historically isn't a very good stock picker. He's not very good. So they, uh, the SEC has announced that, or someone else announced, that there's a filing in the SEC for a new ETF that is the inverse, the Jim Cramer inverse ETF. So, and I can't remember the guy's name who submitted the application, but basically they're going to track all of his 
uh, his Twitter, his show, his Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is that he's doing where he recommends companies, they're going to short them or invest like in the inverse, which means the opposite. So if, if uh, Jim Cramer's stock pick goes up 5%, the inverse ETF is going to go down the equivalent of that, right? So it is absolute gold, absolute, absolutely just magical to me because I know Jim Cramer over the last 20 years hasn't exactly picked. He hasn't lived up to his job. And I think he's still where he's at as far as like CNBC having him just because he's so eccentric. You know, he's he's a he's eccentric, charismatic, like very uh, excited about all the decisions. And he's absolute. He'll say something and he will be like, this is how it is. He doesn't talk kind of how I do where I'm kind of in the gray. I'm like, ah, this could happen. Maybe this could happen. And that's probably because, I mean, he's been doing stocks, hedge funds, investing for probably 50 to 60 years. Now he's been doing it for a long time. But hey, CNBC, Jim is getting up there, okay? So if you're listening, holler at your boy. I will come fill the gaps for Jim, okay? I will be his... Uh, whatever his, uh, what's it called? Where you follow up after somebody. Anyways, I will be the new goat. Okay. Michael Jordan came then LeBron and now it's LeBron's time, right? I will be the LeBron of mad money CNBC. Okay. I just wanted to give you guys that information. Follow Jim Cramer. Look for this inverse ETF. I think it's hilarious. It's also a little insulting, but if that, if I was Jim, I would be honored. I'd be like, Oh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Okay, let's get into the news because I just spent five minutes ranting about Jim. Uh, okay, here we are. What is happening? U.S. stock futures are falling after the Labor Department released its latest non-farm payrolls, showing jobs rose and the unemployment rate fell more than expected last month. Employers added more than 263,000 jobs to the economy in September, down from August's upwardly revised gain of 315,000, but more than 250,000, economists had projected. The unemployment rate edged down to 3.5% from 3.7%, and the job market's resilience could support the Federal Reserve's position for aggressively tightening policy with future rate hikes to combat inflation. Gosh, I hate it when they speak like that. Okay, what does that mean? It's Nothing's changed. That's what I would say that means. We're still working on inflation. Yesterday, stocks fell ahead of the release, but could still be on pace for their best week since June of twenty, June twenty fourth of this year. Uh, the Dow fell one point two percent, the S and P five hundred lost one percent, and the Nasdaq lost 07 percent. All major S and P sectors ended the session in negative territory, except for the energy sector. Woohoo, go energy! Uh, which gained one point eight percent on the back of higher oil prices. Treasury yields rose, with the ten year Treasury note yield at three point eight four percent. Oil prices are set to close the week sharply higher, up nearly 15% after OPEC and its allies, including Russia, boo Russia, including Russia, announced plans to cut production by about 2 million barrels per day. Light sweet crude is now just above $90 a barrel. Okay, so boo Russia. Look, we're not we're not going to talk about why the war is happening, is who's right, who's wrong. Obviously, Russia tends to be very self serving self-seeking so what they do with the oil is they sell it at discounted prices to other countries because we have you know we're not buying their oil we're trying to get the eu not to buy their oil etc etc um they'll sell it to like the um the, the the middle eastern countries the ones that 
like Saudi Arabia, for example. I'm not sure if it's exactly Saudi Arabia, but like Saudi Arabia. And then Saudi Arabia just sells it right back to us at a increased price. So they still make money. Russia still makes money. It just doesn't make sense. And just touching on oil really quickly. I'm sort of all over the place today, but uh, touching on oil. Look, if we really... And, and this is coming from a like a go green advocate. Like I love the idea of electric cars. I love it. I don't love it in a time crunch. Like I would love to say the next 50 years, we slowly try to make changes. Some of these uh, political and just, I don't even know, influencer types are suggesting we do it in like five years. I think California said by, was it 2015? 30 or 35 or something that they were going to basically not be selling gas powered vehicles anymore, which is insane to me. Uh, and, and just, just to give you guys an idea of what that looks like, if we transitioned aggressively from gas to electric, we would be killing people. And you might go, well, what is that? That doesn't even make any sense. We're saving the earth. The way the earth has transgressed over the last 20 or 30 years has cut worldwide poverty to almost it's almost in half in 2000 we were talking about you know more than half of the world's in poverty and poverty the the example I remember them using in school was like they have to walk to get water and now instead of walking they have a bike and if you had a bike then now you have a car and if you had a car then now you have a family with two cars like that definition of progress is is insane. It's grown more in the last 20 years than it has in the last 2000 years. And uh, the lack of poverty or shrunk, I guess you could say poverty's definition because of capitalism has shrunk because of oil. It's shrunk. So I don't like the uh, growth or the aggressive push for go green. I just, I don't, I think it's going to kill people because those people that still have bikes in these extremely poor countries they're just going to, they won't be able to progress like we did. And you can't be like, oh, just go buy an electric car. It doesn't work. Where are their outlets? You know, they don't have outlets. It is much easier for them to get, uh, to progress as we've already progressed because there is a baseline. There is a, um, I guess you could say a step-by-step guide that's already happened. So I just wanted to touch on that really quickly. Okay. We need to get to headlines before I forget something here. Okay. I got four minutes, four minutes. Okay, shares of ADM advanced micro devices are down 5% in pre-market trading after the company warned of a third quarter revenue shortfall. Uh, A Delaware chancery court, I have no idea what that is. I would assume it's, it has something to do with Elon Musk. So it's uh, probably a uh, civil court. No, it can't be civil because it's too big of a deal. Anyways, Chancery Court. Okay, A Delaware Chancery Court judge gave Elon Musk and Twitter until October 28th to close a deal. Otherwise, a trial will begin in November. The deadline lent uncertainty to efforts to close the $44 billion deal for Musk to buy social media. I'll come back to that. Uh, Credit Suisse is in launching a $3 billion bond buyback program. If you guys don't know, Credit Suisse is a uh, Swiss bank, I'm pretty sure. They're all out of money. They are in trouble. And it's funny because I have people wanting to buy calls, people wanting to buy puts, um, which a call and a put, guys, it's just a coupon to be able to buy a stock at a certain price. So if you buy a call, you think the stock's going to go up. And if you buy a put, you think the stock's going to go down. So that's interesting because Credit Suisse, I mean, that's been around for as long as I've been alive. Uh, This is the best 
uh, title or article of the day so far. So shares of pot stocks, including Canopy Growth, CGC, surged on news that President Biden would pardon all prior federal offenses of marijuana uh, possession. The president also will call on regulators to review how the drug is classified. And Binance estimates that $100 million was stolen in a hack of its Binance smart chain blockchain network. The cryptocurrency exchange says the hack involved the transfer of digital assets and information between independent blockchains. So this is the whole thing with crypto. And I have a, a good buddy who like lives and dies by the NFTs and by the, uh, the, the crypto life, I guess you could say. I'll tell you this. One of the best arguments for, I don't know, the last 10 years that I heard was it can't be stolen. You can track everything. Nobody, like there's no way to really steal from the blockchain. And we're seeing now that's not true. I don't know the capacity or the accuracy uh, or the specifics, I guess I would say of this, but it's still happening. The people will find a way, right? Greed, Greed always wins. So the best part about the cryptocurrency exchange, the investing there was that it couldn't be stolen and it could always be tracked. Well, now it's proving that there's clearly, it's not as easy as we thought. Okay, so a couple of things. One, I want pot to be legal, okay? I, I don't advocate for pot. I'm not a big pot smoker, but I would love, would love to see that get legalized and there to be a tax on it and then just these stocks to go through the roof. I have been an advocate for pot stocks since like 2018, okay? And they have done booty. They have done so bad. And I've told friends to invest in it. I've pulled a Jim Cramer. Okay, I, I, I listen. I'll admit it. I have picked stock picks that have not done well, but I would also say this: the stock picks that I recommend, especially the pot stocks, like I am holding. I remember I bought a, a, a ACB Aurora Cannabis. I think I bought it at six bucks. It went to ten dollars, and then I told my friends to do it. And well, I didn't tell them, but I was like, "Hey, look, this is what I'm doing. I like this. I'm going to hold this for five years. Uh, they'll legalize it by then." And now it's at almost, I think it's almost $1. So these things happen, but I'm going to hold on to these stocks. I am holding on to the pot stocks. Okay. I'm holding on to Neo. These are decade long holds. These aren't quick, get, get rich, quick schemes, right? This is the, uh, this is the Coca-Cola of our generation. And I mean that pots, pot will eventually be legal and we all know more than one pothead. Okay, I, I, one of my old roommates is the world's biggest pothead, and I can tell you if this if it got legal, well, it's already legal in California. So, and he already smokes all the time. So I can already tell you that they will buy more if it's legal. <laughs> the people who advocate for pot will buy more pot. Uh, so keep that in mind. Look at some pot stocks for a long, long term investment. Okay, look at them. Just look at them. Take a gander. And also look at what they were worth when they first came out. I think Tilray got up to $180, $180. And now I think right now it's like $3. So not the best investment over the last five years. Um, but like I own Tilray. I might own some Canopy. Uh, Aurora, own Aurora. Um, Jushi, Jushi Holdings. I don't remember the ticker, but that went up based on that uh, Biden news. That went up by like 50 or 60%. Which is a really, I mean, that's a, that kind of jump doesn't happen. All right. So keep that in mind. Uh, I am over my time limit, guys. I'm ranting. So with that said, invest early, invest always. 
You can check us out at 77financialgroup.com and 77 Financial Group on Instagram. Uh, guys, share this podcast with somebody. I never ask you guys to do that. I never say that. Just send it to somebody, even if you don't like them. Just send it to them, all right? Put my face in front of theirs. Um, they might learn something. Okay, guys, that is it. I will see you later this week. Have a great weekend.